Welcome to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast, where we discuss all things human design and how it can support you and your spiritual journey. This is not a one-size-fits-all podcast. We are here to inspire awareness about how we are all different and help you answer the questions of who am I? What am I here to do? How am I here to do it? You can thrive and live the life of your dreams just by having awareness of your true self. So dive deep with us, get inspired, and start living your life on purpose. Hello, and welcome back to the Day Luna Human Design Podcast with your host, Dana and Shayna. We are so excited to be recording a solo episode today, just the two of us talking about rest and talking about how important it is to reclaim that. And, you know, we're recording this right into the kickoff of the holiday season and there's so much going on and it's a great time to be talking about rest and reclaiming that and why it's so important to nurture that within us so that we don't get burnout. Um, but we're really excited that the holiday season is here. We've been getting so inspired around our all of our Day Luna offerings that can be really amazing holiday gifts. So we are going to be doing a holiday kickoff sale, our biggest sale we've ever done on our Day Luna Ritual Kit boxes. They're going to be 25% off for our holiday kickoff sale, which that's going to start the day after Thanksgiving, which is Friday the 24th through the 26th. And that 25% off sale on those boxes is our biggest sale. So we're really excited. If you've been wanting to get a a Day Luna Ritual Kit box for yourself or one for a family member or a close friend, they make amazing holiday gifts. Yeah. Actually, these boxes or ritual kits, they were birthed out of this holiday season of wanting to create a gift for our friends that was meaningful, that was insightful, that was personalized. And so we literally ran around, like wrote the content for their astrology charts and their human design charts, typed it up, printed it out on like our printer at home and just stapled it together. And then we ran around to a bunch of crystal shops and um, different stores and found different items for each person based on their design. Like this is really going to help this person ground. This is really going to help bring out their genius, you know, based on their chart. So the gift obviously for each person was so special and unique and amazing that then they told other people about it and people started asking if they could order a box. And we literally didn't have a business at that time. So these boxes obviously have grown and transformed into what they are today, which are so beautiful. Every single item is so high frequency. They're all reiki And like their intention, every single box is completely personalized based off of the person's chart that is receiving it. And we get feedback all the time. Like, wow, that is... It was so much more than I was expecting because we truly spend hours making these boxes gorgeous and meaningful and impactful when you open them and receive them. So if you're wanting to order a ritual kit, you need to order it by December 15th if you live in the US because they are so personalized. It takes our team a few days to customize your order and put your booklet together with all of your correct personal information and chart and details, along with hand selecting all of your items and then blessing them and and raking them. So 
make sure that you get your order in by December 15th. And if you're international, I would put your order in right now because we the shipping times internationally are always unpredictable. So we're just really excited to be offering this sale. And what's the code for the 25% off? Yes, it's holiday love. 25. Actually, no, it's holiday 25 love. (laughs) There you go. It'll be in the show notes. And I did want to say that this is kind of a big sale for us. The inspiration behind it is actually because once we sell out the boxes that we have, we're going to be discontinuing that offer you know, indefinitely. Um, and even though we love our boxes so much, they're so special. We just feel like there's other places that we need to put our energy. So if you've been putting it off and dreaming of getting yourself a box, this is an amazing opportunity to do that. And all of the items that you have in your box, trust me, you'll have these items forever. And you come back to your box to come back to yourself. And I think that it's just... That's one of our favorite things about it. When we live in this technology digital age, we have you know stuff that we look on on our computer or in our email that's about our design. But to have it in a printed booklet that you can put on your shelf or on your altar space, to have these beautiful crystals and essential oils that um, ground all of the beautiful knowledge you have of your design into the physical, it's just such a nourishing and beautiful gift that you'll have forever. Like We keep our Day Luna boxes in our office spaces because they're just so beautiful. It's such a beautiful presence. And we often say that it's one of the best gifts to give someone. Someone, if they're not like too into human design, like let's say you have someone in your life, a sister or someone like that, that is new to it. It's an amazing entry point to human design because people can come back to it and discover new layers of their design whenever they feel called in their own timing. Yeah. And even if you are more advanced with human design, it just feels like a beautiful gift of self-reflection and a concrete representation of your energy and your daily practice that you can lean into each day. So we love our boxes. They feel like our babies. And once they're out this holiday season, they are out and they always sell out really quickly in the holiday season because they're amazing gifts, like we've said. So um get it while you can. And we're so excited for everyone who's going to be opening a Day Luna virtual kit box this uh, holiday. And we love you. So that's it on our big sale. You also actually, we forgot, you also can get 25% off of our essential oils, which are for the different authorities. And then there's a deconditioning oil as well. And those help you drop into that center of your body to really use your authority and honor using your authority. So if you bought our book, Your Human Design, we talk about the different essential oils that really support your design. And based off of that authority, some of those oils are in there. So um, those make amazing stocking stuffers. You can play around with those as well. So you can find everything there on daylunalife.com. But back to this episode, we want to talk about rest. We want to talk about burnout. We want to talk about this crazy rat race that we're all in constantly, collectively, how capitalism is literally driving us into the ground at a, mm-hmm. at a pace that is unsustainable. And it doesn't matter if you're a man gen or if you're a generator. Um It doesn't matter necessarily if you're absolutely in love with your work. We all have the potential and the capacity to experience burnout and to run ourselves into the ground. So there's a lot of different places that you can look to in your chart to see if you're using your energy correctly and to see if, you know, the reason why you might be experiencing burnout um, 
is because of a motor that you're using incorrectly in your body or because of your strategy or your type. So there's different things that we want to get into and look at. But I think this topic is so important right now because resting is... Is it feels guilty. It feels hard to do. Sometimes it feels impossible to do, but it's one of the most important things you can do for your energetic body to come back to yourself, to come back to your own sense of like homeostasis, to be able to then show up and share your gifts in the world around you. Yes, absolutely. And in this episode, we want to get into the four motors in the body graph so that you can see how many that you have defined or undefined and how that plays into how much rest you might potentially need. Um, We also want to talk about the seven different types of rest, like what is rest really? But we want to start with the conditioning around rest. So as two projectors, this is definitely, I think, my biggest wounding, the biggest conditioning that I felt because we're non-energy beings as projectors growing up, I felt like I needed to relax on the weekends. I felt like I needed space away from people. So like social rest. Um, I felt like I needed so much rest. And it was the number one thing that I heard from my parents and from other caregivers in my life was that I was lazy and unmotivated, even socially. I got a lot of um, you know, flack about being socially unmotivated. Like, oh, you're not going to hang out with your friends. You're just going to rest on a Saturday. Don't you feel like you're missing out on life? And that rest, me claiming that as a projector, it was something I knew I had to do because just going to school five days a week in high school and doing all of the extracurricular activities that, that I did, I would feel like I was constantly on the verge of getting sick. Like that feeling of if I don't go to bed right now, I'm going to wake up tomorrow with a sore throat. I could feel it. And I felt like I was always on the edge of getting sick if I pushed myself just one thing too hard. So as that's so crazy because I was just thinking about how I did all of the different extracurriculars in high school. And my mom, who's a man gen, forced me to kind of be a man gen and Mm -hmm. do like literally every single possible thing I could do. And in high school, I got mono. I forgot about this. I got mono for four months and I missed four months of school and I had to make it up. And it was insane. And and nobody knew. They were like, wow, like, why are you so sick? What's happening? And I was constantly sick in high school. And then going into college, I was constantly sick, constantly getting strep throat. And it's just so crazy because you can find a million reasons why, like mental reasons, like, oh, you just maybe shared a water bottle with someone that you shouldn't have. Like, oh, you just maybe, you know, you need your tonsils removed and there's something physically wrong with you. But the energy behind your physicality is more, I want to say more important because everything is energy. But we just, especially like growing up, We didn't have access to this information. Mm -hmm. We didn't know. And it's crazy to look back and see like, wow, when I did not honor my energy or wasn't allowed to honor my energy, I had real physical repercussions that took me months to recover from. 
Oh yeah. Like I was talking to one of my friends who's a projector and she was saying that in high school, she was constantly sick all the time. There was like thing after thing constantly. And her mom was like, you're just a sickly person. Like you're a sickly child. And when she graduated high school, she took like a, a rest year and before in between going to college where she just traveled. But instead of like crazy traveling, she mostly just went places and relaxed and rested and swam by the ocean and laid on the beach. And she said that every... A health thing that she had had just cleared up in that one year of taking time off. And she realized like, I'm not a sickly person. I've just been running myself sick because of the way that our school system is, is um, set up. And her saying that it really illuminated for me that I didn't get sick a lot, but I felt like I was constantly on the verge. And I felt like I needed to like lay down at lunch sometimes on my friend's lap in in the cafeteria because I just felt like I just need to rest for a second or I'm going to get a sore throat. So I felt like I was constantly on this like teeter-totter. And, you know, so my point is, as a projector, you know that our conditioning around rest <laughs> is messed up and that we need to change it. And in so many ways, that's what projectors are here to do. We lead the charge because we have to. We don't have an option. But I think that projectors remind all of the other energy types that you also need rest. And that's the big thing that I want to talk about in this is that every type needs to learn how to rest. Every type needs to understand what that feels like for them and how to trust their body's inner compass to guide them towards that. And, you know, me being this aligned projector, I've definitely noticed that I've influenced so many of the the sacral beings in my life to learn how to embrace rest more. And that it's rest doesn't have to be laying down and taking a nap. There's all of these different types of rest. But my husband, um, Jared, is a manifesting generator and he has obviously a lot of energy and he's used to being able to go, go, go. And as a sacral being, it's crucial that you use up your tank of gas every single day. If you don't use up your energy, like let's say you're just kind of laying around for many days in a row and not being able to utilize that energy, it is going to start feeling bottled up and frustrated. So it is important that you're using your energy every day as a manifesting generator. But... There's also days where Jared is sick or he's injured or his sacral responses are just guiding him to rest, to lay down in his bed. And he really struggles with resting. He feels so mentally restless that sometimes he just doesn't know how to relax into a restful day, even just for one day or for hours. And I feel like me as a projector, I've really been able to kind of show him um, how to trust himself more in that realm, how to listen more in that realm. So I really want to bring that over, no matter what your type is, to check in and to ask yourself, do I give myself permission to rest? Do I give myself permission to trust my body? Like when I'm actually sick and I need to lay down, do I feel guilty or do I allow my body to guide me in that realm? And honestly, it's pretty crazy that we live in a society and in a time that when we are sick, we feel guilty laying down to rest. Like that is kind. That's like mind blowing. But for so many of us, that's the truth. There's so much guilt and shame because this conditioning against rest is so deeply programmed. And I wanted to talk about like where that comes from. You know why we have that. And obviously, we're very conditioned to believe that you have to keep working continuously all the time in order to survive on this physical plane. And that's really not true. Like if you're looking at animals in nature, animals in nature sleep a lot. I was reading different animals, like how many 
hours of sleep each animal gets. And I was reading like lions sleep about 15 to 18 hours a day. They're sleeping for that much of the time. And they're also doing all the other things that they're doing, killing their hunt or hunting and killing their food and making babies and all the things they do. And they still sleep, you know, almost 20 hours a day. Like that's crazy. So the fact that we humans feel like there's not enough time for us to sleep, like that is a societal construct that we have created because of the industrial revolution, because of capitalism, because of the way our economy works. You know, the truth is that we live in a very abundant planet. There is enough resources for every living being here. Otherwise, there wouldn't be able to sustain this many living beings. And so much of the scarcity that we feel has been created through these societal constructs to promote us overworking ourselves and using energy um, in these extraneous ways and kind of creating these stories that there's not enough. There's never enough time. There's never enough resources. And that's something to consider with rest is we've been programmed to believe that time is scarce. And we're always in a rush, right? There's not enough time to rest. There's not enough time to lay down and recover when we're feeling sick. There's not enough time to get social rest and just kind of take uh, time for yourself because of these stories and these programmings around being constantly productive, around having linear growth. And you know, we might feel like we've advanced a lot or evolved a lot from that kind of social collective idea of like the industrial revolution and needing that that constant progress, but really we haven't. You know, so many of us still live in that constant rat race with those stories of scarcity around time, scarcity around resources. And it's only kind of getting worse and worse as inflation increases. You know, we live yeah. in a very expensive time especially where we are in California, things are just getting more and more expensive with that inflation. And it promotes that fear. It triggers that nervous system fight or flight response that get, that makes us go back into that old programming instead of reclaiming a new way forward. Yeah. I mean, there's so many things that are constantly making you feel like you're behind, whether that's on social media and you see that people are constantly posting every single day. If you know you have a business or even people in the spiritual community, spiritual businesses, spiritual leaders that are here to be thought leaders and change the world, they are constantly creating content. They are constantly putting it out there. And there's this hustle and grind behind it of if you don't keep up, you're going to fall behind and you're never going to make your dreams. And that energy is capitalism. That energy is this conditioning, feeding this conditioning that you are not enough unless you you prove that you are by the amount of things that you can do. And a lot of that's being driven by the undefined motors um, mm -hmm. or the defined motors if they're really, you know, um, <laughs> out of alignment. So the undefined motors, the first one that I just want to talk about because it's so relevant to what we're talking about here is that undefined root center. Because that undefined root center feels like there's always more to do. And Ra Ruhu says... The undefined root, all the people with the undefined root are just in a hurry to die. Like they're <laughs> literally just in a hurry all the time to just like get to the end of life and be dead. In a and hurry to be in a hurry. Exactly. And they are the ones that are driving us at an unrealistic pace 
every single day and things just get faster and faster and faster. That hustle that you can do more. There's always more to do. The grind of showing up every single day and going as fast as you can. That energy, you can look around even just Instagram and see in the messaging of like, you should be eating this diet and you should be doing this. And have you tried that? And why aren't you taking these supplements? And what's wrong with you if you don't journal every single fucking morning? Like there's constant messaging of like, there's more that you can be doing or you're not doing enough. And the amount of it coming out every single day is just insane. So um, it's, it's really apparent when you look at our society that the undefined roots really have you know, to run rampant. And they, they've been like telling everyone, Hey, look, I can do all these 30 things today. Why can't you keep up? This is, I'm setting the pace when really it's the defined roots that are here to set that pace of saying, this is what needs to be done. And having pressure is good, but it's not here to destroy you. It's not here to literally kill your body because you're going at a rate that's unsustainable for you. And tuning into your unique energy, tuning into your unique motors, tuning into what feels good in your body. If we can all reclaim our autonomy with that and really reclaim it like with our choices and our actions each and every single day and let people see us do that, that's the way that we slowly start to make this change. And it can feel insurmountable, right? It can feel like, okay, well, if I just do this, what's that really going to change? But if you can change your world, that literally is changing the world. Like that impacts another person who's observing you. Every time that I have a family event full of generators and mangens, they're observing me and they're seeing how I'm slowing things down. They're seeing how I'm comfortable laying down while everybody else is up. They're seeing how I never get out of my PJs all day long. I just switch between which PJs I want to wear. And (laughs) they're seeing how I work in a way that feels good to me. If I'm tired, I cancel or I shift or I pivot the things that I'm going to work on. And yes, I have the privilege to do that. But I also chose to take a massive risk to honor my energy. And so... It's not saying that it's going to be easy to honor your energy each and every day and to tune in and to really take action that is honoring what your energy is feeling. But that is what is needed for our collective. And in the the sense of like, who am I to change the world? I always like to say, (laughs) if like each one person is so important and we can think that like, I'm not making a difference unless I impact 100,000 or a million people on this planet. But literally one person is so important. It has this ripple effect that if one person sees you honoring your energy, they then start to question like, well, how am I honoring my energy? Can I honor my energy? How do I honor my energy? They start doing that. And then another person starts doing that. And the analogy that I always give is like, you think one person's not important, but if you killed one person, you would literally go to jail the rest of your life. Like that's how important they are. So if you change one person's life, like that is incredible. That is literally changing the world. That is that is a miracle. So yeah. really giving yourself credit where credit's due. You get one like on that share that you gave. That's literally, if you murdered that person, you'd be in jail the rest of your life. So like reframe, like, wow, I impacted one person, but oftentimes it's more than just one, right? It's like, it would be like a mass murder, if you will, (laughs) if it's like 15 people. 
Um, but that's like 15 miracles. So I want to just say that because in this hustle, in this constant productivity and grind, that feeling of like, I'm not doing enough, even when I'm trying my best, is the through line messaging. So looking at how what you are doing, small changes are more than enough. They are a miracle. Just that reframe alone can help you to reinforce this reclaiming of rest, this reclaiming of honoring your energy and listening to your body and tuning in and making choices that honor what your body is really telling you. And of course, we're going to get into the mental ways that you can understand your energy with the different motors and what that feels like in your body. But you tuning into your body, even without this information and honoring what it feels, that is huge. Yes, absolutely. And with that, the topic of stress, so stress really comes from the root center in the body graph, right? The root center is a motor, but it's also a pressure center. And it creates this stress, that this energy that pushes all of the energy through our entire body graph. And we need a healthy amount of stress to live, to create life, to manifest life, to make movement. It's the vitality that allows us to go out into the world. So it's important to really talk about healthy stress, balanced stress, and then also unhealthy stress because we live in such a stressful world. Our collective conditioning is like to allow that stress to completely fuel you. So what you're saying before of like that undefined root, not self driving our entire lives is so true. We have this herd mentality. If you see someone else being stressed, it's so contagious. Even if you have a undef- or even if you have a defined root, you're not taking in that energy, but your mind is seeing it. You feel like, should I be more stressed? Am I getting left behind? And stress is, you know, unhealthy stress and unmanaged stress is so detrimental for our physical health. It's one of the worst things for us, right? And we know that it can really um, dysregulate our nervous system and affect our sleep. And sleep is also so important for our health and overall well being. So, really thinking about this stress and being able to manage that and being able to follow your strategy and authority when it comes to what you're working on, when you're working on things, when you choose to rest, that is first and foremost. So I wanted to start by saying that. If you are a manifesting generator and you're reading all of this stuff about how you have so much energy, but you're like, but I don't. I'm constantly drained. I'm constantly tired. I feel like I need rest too. Really start by asking yourself, like, am I listening to my strategy and authority? Do I understand how to use my sacral responses? Or am I trying to use my energy on things that don't really light me up, that are not activating my sacral? Because even the most energized person, sacral being, doesn't get that sustainable regenerative energy if they're doing things that are misaligned for them right? So no matter what your type is, we can be experiencing burnout first and foremost, if we're not using our strategy and authority. And we're just letting that conditioned stress, that conditioned not self of the undefined root rule our lives without actually following our own inner compass. So that's the first thing I want to say is make sure that you're really checking in with your strategy and authority, that you understand it and you know how to use your energy, especially if you're a sacral being, because that's going to make all of the difference. But also look at your chart and see, do I have a defined root center or do I have an undefined root center? Because 
understanding the dynamics of that is crucial, right? Our root center is the place in our, in our body graph that runs our adrenal system. So a lot of us have adrenal fatigue, whether you have your root defined or undefined, because we've been using our stress incorrectly. We've been allowing stress to overrule our strategy and authority. Um, and you know, about 60% of the population has a defined root where they have a consistent way of dealing with stress, right? And that is really going to depend on what their root center is connected to reaching up with, with a defined channel in their body graph. So if your root center is defined and it's connected to your spleen through a channel, you'll have this consistent access to pressure that fuels your survival. And you'll have this consistent um, energy to stay safe and to follow those splenic intuitions specifically around safety. If your root center is defined up to your solar plexus, like mine is, then you have this fuel for emotional desires and social connections to feel, right? This passion in life, this spiritual energy. Um, If your root is defined up to your to your sacral, then you have that direct access to that sacral responses of wanting to use that creative life force energy. And that fuel is kind of, is going straight into that area. But the big takeaway here is if you have this defined, learn to trust yourself about stress, about what needs to be done. Stop looking outside of yourself about what timeline you should be on. So if you have a defined route like I do, really see yourself as an energetic leader here. And that looks like breaking people's expectations, telling people, no, I will not stress myself out to be on your timeline because I don't feel that that's necessary. And, you know, if everyone with a defined route starts telling their boss, like, I will not work extra hours to get this project done because I don't think it needs to be done in this time frame, um, that's necessary. And when we don't give ourselves that credit or agency to have those conversations and to redefine the, that timeline because we feel scared that we're going to lose our job, like, then we just stay stuck. We stay in that not self-conditioning. So it requires us putting our foot down in this realm of constant productivity, constant stress, all of that, right? For all of us, we need to really have those difficult conversations and be the cycle breakers in this realm because it's so important for our health and overall well-being, but it's also so important for the way that we're rebuilding how we show up in work in general. So that's the big thing if you have that defined route is... Start having those awkward conversations of, no, I will not stress myself out to do this thing or put extra work in. And if you have an undefined route, like Shana does, about 40% of the population has this undefined, then this means that your undefined route is designed to take in the stress energy from the world around you and feel it in your own body in an amplified version. And you can either use that fuel that you're taking in as like rocket fuel to get a bunch of stuff done. And that can be super healthy for you. Or you can feel like, okay, this health, this stress that I've taken in feels unhealthy for me to use. And I need to just breathe it out and expel this stress from my body. So if you have this undefined, you really need to pump the brakes because it can be addicting to take in this stress energy from other people and like this adrenalized energy and feel like, 
I can go, go, go. And I can get all this stuff done. And those with an undefined route can be super efficient, but it's just about pumping the brakes and not getting addicted to that speed, not getting addicted to that feeling of making progress and dealing with the uncomfortableness that it takes sometimes to expel that energy, to breathe through it and to tell yourself, okay, now I'm done. I've done everything that I need to do today. And I'm going to just rest, even if that feels uncomfortable. And it does. It feels very uncomfortable. It almost feels painful in your body to pump the brakes when you know there's more things that can always be done. And it looks like in real time, having things on your to-do list that you're just not going to do that day and being okay that they're not getting done that day. And if you don't, you literally will run yourself into, into the ground because there is always something to get done. There's always more to get done. And you can keep yourself from resting just to find the relief of that pressure by if I just get these three more things done, I'm going to then be able to relax. I'm going to then feel so much better. I'm going to then be able to live the life that I've always wanted to live. It literally feels like this pie in the sky of once I do all these tasks, I'm going to feel so much better. But by the time you're done with them, you've already added 10 more to your plate. And then it's a never-ending cycle of, okay, if only I could get these done, then I'll feel better. And when you find yourself in that spiral, it's so important to literally stop, go outside or go lay down, clear, like breathe, feel the pressure, accept that it feels uncomfortable and know that it's okay to feel uncomfortable and that you can rest even when you feel uncomfortable. Um, Part of that acceptance is so important with the root center because the root center has what are called format energies. And we're not going to get into all of the different format energies here, but there are there is this quality of the root center, whether you have this defined or not, that feels this pulse on or this pulse off. And so the pulse on feels like okay, I'm getting shit done. I feel good. I feel focused. Things are moving forward. And then it pulses off and you can feel like, what's wrong? Some, there's got to be something I can do. There's got to be something I can uh, figure out to have forward progress and to be focused and to, to get things done. And there's nothing for you to direct that energy towards. So if you're not listening to your strategy and authority with a defined route with this energy, you can then become obsessive about taking action. And you don't even know what to take action on necessarily. You just feel this push to have to constantly have forward progress and be getting things done. But the truth is the pulse is off and there's nothing you can do. And this can cause depression, actually. So a big place that we look to in human design when we talk about depression is the root center because that pulse off the tendency is how can i what can i do to figure this out to problem solve and work my way around this when really accepting that you're uncomfortable accepting that there's nothing to be done forcing yourself to rest and allow what is here to be here that is what creates that transcendence that allows this energy to be pulsed off and then to pulse back on again in a way that's healthy and sustainable and guiding you ultimately towards divine timing so with this energy the reason why it's so uh, confusing is because you're the only person who's going to know if this energy is pulsed on or pulsed off in your body. You are literally the only person who's going to know. Does this feel like 
good, healthy, sustainable energy and I feel really clear? Or does this feel like I'm forcing and I'm pushing and no matter what I do, it's never enough or there's always more to do? And if that's the case, it's time to rest. It's time to let the pulse be off. It's time to listen to your body and to clear out or to honor what is actually needed right then. And if it is healthy and good and you feel like, okay, I have the energy to do this and it feels like the right time and things are flowing, great. Take it and run with it. But know that that is not sustainable, that that is the pulse being on and that is the time to be doing that thing. So we're all going to have times where it's the right time and where it's the wrong time. And you are the only person who's going to know what that is for you in your body. So trusting your body is a big part of this, whether this is defined or not. Trusting that your root center is amazing. It's here to drive your body forward. It's here to progress your human evolution and to make a mark and impact on the world. But it's not here to kill you. It's not (laughs) here to allow you to... I mean, you absolutely could use it to completely destroy your body. Um, but you're the only one who's going to know, is this destroying my body or is this helping my evolution? Is this helping me progress right now? And so really asking yourself that question, defined or not, is so important for the evolution of our humanity as a whole collectively. And if we can all just take that power back, take that accountability back, I just the whole world would change. (laughs) And I'm like ready for that because... I'm I'm cooked. Like I I need some time off. And it's interesting when we talk about the importance of rest, we can't talk about that without the opposite, which is the importance of movement and action. You know, everything in life is yin and yang. Everything is the this and that, which is what Ra calls it. And <laughs> you know, with when we talk about rest, we also have to talk about movement and action. When we talk about movement and action, we also have to talk about rest. There, there are two sides of one coin. So all of us getting really wise and learning how to become our own authority on when to rest and when to move or take action. Like that is so crucial. It's really going to help us move forward. And of course, we all have different ways of finding that inner truth. So if anyone is struggling with burnout, we're always like, okay, what's your type? Are you a non-energy being or are you a sacral being? Right? And if you're a sacral being, are you actually using your strategy and authority? Like, are you listening to your responses or not? And then the third place we'd always would look is what's your root center look like? Is it defined? Is it undefined? If it's defined, what what centers is it connecting to? If it's undefined, do you have any gates there? Um, What are those qualities telling us? So that conversation about burnout, the root center is so important to start really looking at and feeling those energy dynamics. Um, Now, the next center that we want to talk about, the next motor of the four. So besides the root, next we want to talk about the sacral. The sacral is obviously the big motor, right? In the body graph, out of the four, the sacral is unparalleled. It is the powerhouse motor that is this regenerative regenerative life force energy that rules this energy of of fertility, of vital energy, of sexuality. And of course, if you have a defined sacral, then automatically you are a sacral being, either a generator or a manifesting generator. And that's about 70% of the population. So this motor is so significant that if you don't have this defined, automatically you're a non-energy being. You could be a projector, you could be a manifester, obviously you could be a reflector if you have no centers defined. 
Um, but knowing that the sacral center is the big one, right? And this is the prime motor in the body. And when you have a defined sacral, it's like this constant engine buzzing inside of you. And the way that the sacral motor works is um, it's meant to use up all of that fuel in one day in satisfying ways. And then it's regenerative where in the night it comes, you wake up with a new gas tank. And so it's so important that for all of the sacral beings that have this powerful motor, that you are putting your foot down and not allowing this powerful engine of yours to be exploited, right? This is crucial. If you are a sacral being, you're almost at the center of this huge shift in paradigms because you have this powerhouse energy that is so valuable. Your energy is this current, right? Is currency. Our world is built around utilizing that sacral motor to build our world. So it's so crucial that you're becoming your own inner authority about what you're using this powerhouse energy on. So if you have this sacral engine and you're feeling burnt out, even though you have a defined sacral, it definitely tells us that you are misaligned, that you are not using your strategy and authority. So knowing that this motor is so powerful, it's so sacred. If you have a defined sacral, you are um, the way shower, the, the person who's really here to make this change. Um, so giving yourself that credit and honoring the fact that this is a sacred motor, starting to use your sacral responses and to not use this energy on things that you're not actually lit up by. Yeah. And somebody in Besties asked us um, this month in our Q&A what the different motors feel like in the body. And this sacral center feels like this energy that's turned on turned on towards this meal in front of you like, ooh, I want to take a bite or this email or creative project you're working on of, ooh, I want to get in there and I want to make this beautiful or I want to, you know, create this thing. This like, ooh, I want to have this conversation or I'm already getting into my car to drive to that restaurant. That feeling of being turned on of like, ooh, I just want this thing. I want to devour it. I want to make love to it. I want to like just be in it, in that thing, that is the sacral turned on. So if you have something in your work or the things that the majority of the things that you're using your energy on just feel blah, like I can, I can take it or leave it. It's whatever. That is a sign. And, and you're feeling burnt out. That's why really looking at, okay, let me move my body and put different stimuli in front of it different food, open up my fridge, look at my car, open, look at my bookshelf, like open all the tabs on my computer. Like, do I feel pulled energy-wise to one of these things? And look for that turned on engine, creative life force energy in your body. And that's the green light of like, this is what your body wants to be doing in this moment. And when you're in that energy that's when you can defeat that burnout, starting to remove the things that feel like drudging through the mud and really focusing on noticing when your body's turned on or when it feels nothing or when it's turned off. That's huge. So you don't have to like go quit your job tomorrow if you're feeling like you're drudging through the mud. There's so many different things that you can do. We we break this down a lot in our book, um, Your Human Design, which you can get anywhere on Amazon, Barnes & Noble, our website, like anywhere. But we break down that daily practice because if you have a defined sacral, your daily practice is the number one thing you can be doing to help combat burnout or feeling extremely fatigued, even though you're supposed to be so energetic. That's the main thing you can focus on, like Dana was saying. 
Yeah. And with that sacral energy, like what it feels like, it feels delicious. It feels juicy and sparkly and creative and powerful, right? Whereas like the energy that comes from the motor, the the root center motor is just uh, fuel, right? That adrenalized fuel, but the energy that... It's pressure, but it's like, go, 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 like a rocket shooting. Um, but with the sacral, it's also this like powerful energy, but it's creative, ju- juicy, delicious, sparkly, warm, right? And there is this connective, creative kind of energy that comes from the sacral motor. Yeah. And I want to say, you know, if you have these centers undefined, you have times where you felt what these energies feel like. And so that defined root consistent pressure to do in a grounded, stable way, that feel, that's the healthy defined root. It's like that grounded action, pressure moving forward. And um, the, the way that it feels out of alignment is that like pushing where we might die if we don't get this done kind of energy. Mm-hmm. Um, whereas the sacral aligned, creative, juicy life force, sparkly, unaligned, feels blah feels drained, feels over life, feels like nothing's creative, nothing's fun, nothing's exciting. So that's really the different signals you're looking for in your body. And if you have an undefined sacral, then obviously you're a projector or a manifester or a reflector. And the not self here with having this motor undefined is not knowing when enough is enough. And in all areas of life, like with food, with work, with people, um, the sacral center has this kind of uh, fertility and like taking care of other people, nurturing other people, nurturing our children, creating children. So with this undefined, there can also be this not self of feeling like you need to take care of other people in kind of this obsessive way that is just draining you that you don't actually have energy for. So if you have this undefined, being really aware of when you're pushing yourself, when you feel not enough in general, because you don't have enough sustainable energy. And this is, you know, a lifelong journey is if you do not have a defined sacral, this is a whole way of being. And it's so important that you're constantly allowing that to be part of your story of what is consistent for you is like, I am a non-sacral being in a sacral world and finding ways to claim that and have fun with that. Like for us, you know, being a non-sacral being, it was huge for us, huge light bulb moment. I'm a non-sacral being in a sacral world. So what are the daily practices that I can establish to celebrate that instead of feeling like I'm not enough because I don't have that sacral engine? How can I really celebrate that? So for us, showing up in our pajamas, working in robes, sleeping in, like we have made these things a celebration. Something that makes us feel like not only are we enough, it's special or it's beautiful to not have this center defined. Yeah. And having this undefined, you can be amplifying the sacral energy of other people, you know, um, and knowing is does this feel good and healthy and fun? Or does this feel like it's exhausting me, but I feel like I have to do it? Um, and a good example of that is I just went on a girls trip with my with my in-laws and everybody was up late dancing. The generators were, you know, just dancing, but there's two projectors there who were going all out. Like they were amplifying those sacrals. They were having a blast. And it was so fun for them. I knew with my day, how early I woke up, all the things that I did. The second we got back to 
the hotel, which is where we ended up having the dance party, I changed into my pajamas and I laid on the couch while everyone else was dancing. And I like danced from the couch, like hands in the air, but laying sideways because I just knew I, I, I had reached my limit. Enough was enough. And there's different ways that you can honor this. You know, one of our favorite ways is literally wearing PJs all the time. But we try to find pajamas or robes that don't necessarily look like pajamas and robes. Our favorite brand is Lunia, which we've talked about a few times on this podcast in the past. But we weren't... We I've always said like, we should be sponsored by them, but we're not because we talk about them all the time. And now we are. We're officially sponsored by Lunia. And I just couldn't be happier because I literally wear Lunia every single day. I have for the last five years. And all of their products, yes, they are pricier, but they're such high quality. Literally, I've had them for years. I wash them. They're all washable silk. Some of them aren't silk, but they're all washable. So you don't have to go to the dry cleaner. And they literally look brand new. Like I've washed them a million times. They look brand new and they don't look necessarily like PJ PJs. Like I can show up on a work call. I even go out in the world in them in some of the dresses and robes because they have different ways that they fasten or how they're structured that just looks put together, even though you're literally in pajamas. So if you want to check out Lunia, you can. It's in the show notes below and you can use code DAYLUNA for 15% off your first order. And I bought all of my my stuff from them at full price because I didn't know anyone with a code. And now I'm like telling everyone in my life, like, use the code. If you're going to get me something from Lunia, like use the code because literally every Christmas and birthday, my mother-in-law and my husband both get me something from Lunia because it's just so perfect and versatile. So I'm going to talk about this forever because I'm obsessed with it. Um, and I know that you're going to be obsessed with it too. So check it out in the show notes. You're not going to regret it. You're going to love it. And honestly, you can send it to someone and be like, hey, get me this for my birthday or Christmas. Um, and you can wear it anywhere. But it honors that rest energy, right? That feeling of internally knowing, okay, yes, I have to show up today. Or yes, I have to you know, work on this thing, but I'm going to do it comfortably. So one of our biggest hacks is laying down while we work if we can, like having a couch in our office or a day bed or something where we can literally lounge while we're on our computer answering emails or you know working on creative projects. But we do it in a horizontal position or when we're traveling, we do it poolside and it feels so nurturing. Like, yes, I have to work, but I also get to rest while I'm working. And the other way we celebrate that is by wearing clothes that genuinely feel like it's honoring rest and we're not we're not having to uh contort ourselves in some way to fit into this super productive go 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 world. So those are the two the two main motor centers but we want to get into the other motors as well. So the next motor that we want to talk about is the solar plexus center. And this motor is all about having emotional and social awareness. It's the place where our passions and desires are. And this energy, if you have this defined, it's about half the population has a defined solar plexus and the other half has an undefined solar plexus. So Dana, since you have this defined, do you want to talk about this, this motor and what it does and how it fuels you? 
Yeah. So out of the four motors, the solar plexus is a special motor because it's also an awareness center, right? This spiritual awareness center. So if you are a projector like me and you have one of these four motors defined, like let's say you have your solar plexus defined, you're automatically an energy projector because this is a motor. Um, But this motor is the fuel that drives us through desire frequency, right? This desire to feel more, to encounter more pleasure and hope and also pain and heartbreak, to feel emotions that are going to help us transform on the spiritual plane and evolve and grow. So it is this fuel because we have this desire to experience more, to feel more, to grow in this way. And I definitely feel this motor in my life since I have this defined fueling me, right? I have this energy where I want to spiritually grow and expand and experience new things and have passion and romance and um, new experiences that just make me feel alive. And if you have this um, undefined, then you can take in that energy from other people, but on your own, you don't have this fuel to feel and fuel to have passion in your life, um, but you can take it in from other people. So it's important to know that whether you have this motor defined or undefined, processing big emotions can sort of zap your energy because it takes the energy in this center to be able to really move through those big emotions. So it's important to know that even if you have this defined, and let's say you're an energy projector like me, a lot of your energy is going towards that emotional realm. It's not necessarily going towards building something or working on something. It's like, I have energy to have this big conversation and to cry tears. And that took up all the energy I had for this day. So even though this is a motor, it's not always going to necessarily align with productivity that we're so conditioned to put as the number one most important thing in our lives, right? But there's other things that we're here to use our energy on. And there's other things that we're motivated or fueled towards in our life besides just productivity. So that's an important one to keep an awareness of if you have this defined... um, feeling like you need to sacrifice this fuel that you have to have big emotions or to have passion or to really go there on like a spiritual level, feeling like you're you're supposed to be using that being productive and just reframing the fact that having emotional experiences is also something that is really productive for you personally because it helps you evolve on that physical plane. But just leaving space for everyone, whether you have this defined or undefined for the fact that emotions take energy from us. And that is how it's meant to be. That is productive for all of us. And even if you have your solar plexus undefined, you're here to take in the solar plexus energy from the world around you. And so all of us are here to develop this emotional realm. It's the number one thing that's going to help us develop this spiritual awareness center that is also the solar plexus. So this is something that's important. And I feel like in our productivity culture, we push it on the wayside. Emotions in general. It just takes up too much energy, takes up too much space. We push it to the wayside. But knowing that this is something that's going to help us create a new world, this emotional realm, this is something that's going to help us create a new paradigm. So when we talk about prioritizing rest in the same conversation, I think it's really important to talk about prioritizing feeling emotions, whether you have this defined or undefined, even though that takes up energy, even though that takes up space. It is so important and it's so valuable in the new world that we're building. 
Yes. Understanding emotions and navigating emotions is literally the number one thing we can do to help usher in the new paradigm in alignment. And that defined emotional center, it's it's like they always have this energy to face emotions, to push through emotions, to get the lessons out of emotions, and to create emotional experiences. Whereas the undefined like I have, it sometimes it feels good and sometimes it just feels exhausting. It's like, yeah, we could dance under the moonlight and like, you know, make love under the stars, but like we also could go to bed. Whereas like a defined emotional is like, let's do that. Like it feels I have so much energy to connect and and um share in that way. Whereas the undefined emotional is like, yeah, I could. And also I've I've observed that having your own personal emotional experiences, like something happening in your life, like grief or loss of a loved one, as a defined emotional, it feels like this been there, felt that um, kind of energy and groundedness and wisdom to an energy to navigate through. Whereas the undefined for me, I feel like when something emotional happens to me, I'm so exhausted by it that I almost feel like I need to quit everything in my life because it I literally have no energy towards towards uh, anything else because that feeling, that emotion took every ounce of energy that I don't really have to navigate that emotion. So yes. it is a commitment to showing up for those emotions um, as whether you're defined or undefined. There's just this sense of consistency or inconsistency that you, that you have um, based on your definition. Yes, I love that. And then the last of the four motors is the ego slash heart center. And this is the center that rules willpower, the ego, the material world. And this is an important center because um, we really are... We have so much conditioning in this realm, right? There's so much conditioning around the ego heart center um, to be willful and to follow through on the material plane and to show up consistently. Because if you have this ego heart center motor defined, this is a motor that drives willpower and surviving in a community on a material plane. It's this constant access to willpower to follow through on your promises or on the bargains that you make to, to support your community, to support your family. So this is a a center that's been extremely valued in the old paradigm, in the cross of planning, in the way that we've built our structures with our communities. It's all about valuing the people who can show up consistently, who have that consistent access to willpower, and who have the consistent motivation and drive on that material plane. Um, But if you have this center undefined, like I do, like Shana does, if you have an undefined ego, you have inconsistent access to that motivation and drive on the material plane. You are not designed to show up constantly every day in the same way, in a linear way as you work towards your goals on the material plane. And that conditioning is so strong, right? The not self is so strong in our society that if you have this undefined, this can be one of your deepest wounds. You can feel like 
shame and embarrassment that you don't have this consistent willpower and you can feel like you need to force, force, force in your work life in order to prove your worth or your value as a human being, you feel like that's connected to how much productivity you have or how much consistency you have in the way that you work. And this is kind of the basis of that this conditioning, which is so crazy. You know, the fact that we are alive in this moment, any person they are inherently worthy, right? The fact that you are alive means that you are a sacred being with life force. It means you are meant to be here. You don't need to do anything or fulfill any promise or bargain for someone else in order to be valuable. And we know that that's true because when we look at our dogs, for example, they're not paying our rent. They're not showing up and earning their way. Um, And we love them. They are so worth our love. They are so inherently worthy, even though they're not providing for. And that's a huge lesson for us that have this center undefined is that our worth and our value is not in our energy, productivity, and consistency. It's not in our well power. Our value is inherent. So that's the big lesson, the big takeaway. And if you have this center undefined, really watch out for overworking. Really watch out for putting your pride in your ability to push yourself past exhaustion and show up that way. And this is like one of the number one things I see in people who are not Uh, aware of their human design and are not on this level, they might have this undefined. And I say, well, you're really not designed to have this consistent willpower to show up in the same way every day. And they can feel really personally attacked by that because they've created their whole whole identity or self-worth around forcing themselves to show up in this linear way because of our conditioning. Yeah. And even for people who have this defined, it feels like in your body, this consistent motivation, this like, if you think of this motor, right, it's this energy to show up every single day to be committed, like your heart is in it, in it to win it, like make these deals or uh, connect with people being business savvy in a very consistent, committed energy for that way. And I notice a lot of times without awareness, and especially in our collective, there's this feeling of, I do this because I have this defined, not me personally, but this person feeling like I do this. So you should do this. You should be committed. You should be motivated every single day. And if you're not, you're a failure. If you're not, you're not valuable to the world. And they're sharing something that literally applies to them and works for them, but it does not apply to the majority of the world who has this undefined. So really checking in, am I faking my motivation here? Is my heart not in it today? Um, Can I honor that? Instead, can I come back to my strategy and authority and let that guide what I'm doing today? Because that is the way that I honor myself. That is the way that I then show up in the world in a way that is valuable because I'm in alignment and I'm in the right place at the right time. It's all about shifting versus saying like, I have to be in it to win it. I have to be motivated. I have to be consistent. I have to be showing up the same way every day. Um, For some people, if you have this defined, great. Take it and run with it. But holding that bar for other people, that's where you you can really be out of alignment there. And if you're not listening to your strategy and authority and you have this defined, then you can be committing to things that aren't aligned for you. And then be exhausting yourself actually because you have this energy to see it through to completion and to really, um, you know, 
be motivated towards that thing, but it's not something that's aligned for you. So you can look back five years later and be like, why am I here? I'm exhausted by this thing. I don't even like this thing. I don't even want to do this thing. So you, there's always a place for unalignment with all of the, the motors, right? Um, whether you have it defined or undefined. But there's also a place for amazing alignment, a way that's here to support your unique energy based off of your unique design. So I really like to remind people that human design is not going to tell you what to love or what's going to you know, light you up or what you're interested in or into. It's going to tell you your gifts that could be applied to any of those things. It's going to tell you how you can go about creating those things in a way that's in alignment for you, how you can go about pursuing those things in a way that's going to feel the most alive and magnetic and juicy and divine timing synchronizations like life is working with you versus against you. It's going to tell you how to go about that, but it's not going to tell you what to love or what that thing is. So when you've gotten clear on like, I want to start this business or I want to quit my job or I want to, you know, find manifest this thing, then it's saying, okay, well, where are you out of alignment with these centers? How can you honor your energy more? How can you listen to your truth and make decisions from that place and make decisions from honoring your energy, that is going to be unique based off of the, the centers that you have defined. So hopefully you can listen back to this podcast and look at, okay, what motors do I have? Or like me, you have none of them. And am I out of alignment with my undefined or defined center? Have I been burning myself into the ground in some of these places? And can I either, if that's the defined route or undefined route, like take the, my foot off the gas, really get grounded and clear on what's healthy versus what's killing me. Can I know when enough is enough and really be connected to that juicy, creative, lit up energy and notice when I don't feel that? Can I really move through emotions and give myself permission to have energy there or not if I don't and really let myself empty out and know that that is enough? And can I really honor if I'm motivated by something or I'm not. And if that's consistent, is is it something that is actually that I want, that my authority is leading me to? Or is it something that I just feel like I should because I don't have anything that I'm connecting with right now? Really checking in with all of that as you're moving through and trying to get out of this burnt out place. I know that this was so much information, but it's huge. It's huge. It's huge. So um, really looking at your chart and checking in and even looking at your friends and family and seeing, oh, this is where they're kind of out of alignment and leaning into some of these tools that we've offered here to kind of get out of that burnt out energy. And I think it's just so helpful to know the ratio of how many motors you have defined versus undefined. Um, because that's getting into the more specifics of your chart. Like, let's say you're a manifesting generator, but out of the four motors, you only have your sacral defined and you have an undefined all three of the rest of them. That's going to tell you you're going to need more rest than other manifesting generators, right? Because that energy and those centers is going to be inconsistent for you. It's going to depend on who you're around. So just kind of getting that ratio and then understanding if you are someone who needs even more rest, or if you have your own consistent way of using those energies and then really following your strategy and authority there. And also in general, the more undefined centers you have, 
the more rest you're going to need because you're taking in so much energy from the world around you. So giving yourself big permission slip there. Even if you're a generator, you know, if you have all of these undefined centers, that means that you're going to need more rest in general than other generators. And when we talk about giving ourselves this permission slip to rest. Um, Rest can be physical. It can be laying down and napping or just closing our eyes for a second. Rest can be mental, like turning off our phone, not reading the newspaper, like just kind of not letting so much information into our mind. Rest can be emotional. As we talked about, processing emotion takes a lot of energy, whether you have a defined solar plexus or not. Um, So giving yourself permission sometimes to rest emotionally, to just not have those conversations, to spend time alone in nature, or to vent emotionally in a safe space, like journaling those emotions, like letting them out of your body. That might be something that makes you feel like you're getting emotional rest. Rest can be sensory, right? Depending on our body and our hardwiring, we might feel like certain things are take a lot of our energy, you know, bright lights or bright sounds, you know, especially if you have a lot of undefined centers, but also if you have gate 33 or gate 13 or gate 19, you might feel like you're more sensitive in a sensory way. So letting that be a form of rest, um, something like float tanks or just sitting in a dark room and meditating in a dark room instead of with lights or with sounds, um, rest can be creative. So playing without needing to be productive that can be a form of rest, especially if you're a manifesting generator. Rest can be social, you know, not spending time with people. And that's something that's so important when we're going through this holiday season. A lot of us have this just expectation because of our homogenized conditioning that we're going to be around a lot of people. And maybe your inner authority is saying, I don't have space for that this year. I don't have energy for that in this moment. So knowing that that can be a form of rest as well. And then lastly, there can be spiritual rest, you know, connect, making space to connect in with your higher self, to meditate, to connect with the the unseen realms, with the non-physical, that can be something that is very recharging for us in general, but we need to create space for that. We need to say it's a priority in our lives. So I hope that at the end of this, the big takeaway for you is that Rest is important no matter what your design is, period. And burnout is something all of us can experience no matter what our design is. And hopefully through this, you've been able to kind of look at your motors and see maybe where you need to kind of focus on that to come into greater alignment. And hopefully these different types of rest as you're listening, maybe it's come up for you. Oh, I haven't been giving myself permission to rest in that way. Maybe that's something that you want to focus to nourish yourself during this holiday season. Um, And just knowing that rest and also movement, like they're equally as important. Remember that's the yin and yang of life, action and inaction. Both are important. It's about your unique balance. It's not always going to be 50-50 balance. It's what do you feel inside your body for your uniqueness? How much movement are you needing versus how much rest are you needing in life? And reclaiming that in the small ways, but also in the big ways, also in your career. Yes. And if you are wanting to learn more from us and connect with all of our different offerings, you can find us on daylunalife.com, but also in your human design besties. We have conversations like this all the time. We have hundreds of mini courses and meditations and tappings in our besties library. And we've done 
so many different mini courses to teach our besties on like every aspect of human design. And it just keeps growing each and every month. So um, like I said, this last month, we talked about these different motors and we get into so many different topics. This is your opportunity to meet with us in a live Q&A, ask your questions about your chart or your journey. It's also where you can meet with us monthly and do a circle that really... Um, a ceremony that really grounds in the energy that we're all navigating that month. We also offer up energetic housekeeping each month of like, this is what you can focus on to really uh, stay in alignment and honor your energy this month. And we do it collectively as um, as a community. And it feels really good. It takes the guesswork out of what do I need to be working on right now? How can I be honoring my energy? We really offer up a lot of information and tools and resources in our Besties community. That's where we're pouring so much of our energy and our wisdom too. So if you want to join us over there, we would love to have you. We'd love to meet with you and um, just dive into this world of human design together. So you can find all of that on daylunalife.com and us on Instagram as well at dayluna. And we love you. We hope that you have a restful holiday season and that you can tune in and honor your energies just a little bit more. It Whether that's one of the ways of rest that Dana was talking about or tuning in with the motors that you've been the most out of alignment with and just turning the tide, flipping that switch off and letting yourself, giving yourself permission to rest. So enjoy your rest, enjoy your week, and we will see you next time.